Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thursday, August 27th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Let's talk some uh, Indiana motocross. Round 3. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend, and we're going to have our weatherman, Jason Thomas, on here right away, but sweet Jesus, let's please, please hope that this one's uh, not a mutter, but I'm thinking it might be, so we could start the series with three mud races, hashtag 2020, what else are you going to get? 702-586-7857, we are giving away a fly racing set of 2021 Kinetic K121 gear today on the show. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60, presented by Pro Taper, Maxis, Athena, and 100% all on board with us, as are you people at 702-586-7857. Two rounds down, six to go, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Fly Racing, they've doubled down on their effort to produce the best performance motocross and off-road products. The Formula Helmet redefined expectations in protection, ventilation, and weight. From the Rion equipped formula to the redesigned Evo gear down to the new boots, F- Fly Racing has the head-to-toe option for any riding need. FlyRacing.com for more information on those guys. 100%, the Omega Goggle from 100% offers unparalleled dominance for the modern racer, bringing ultra HD lens clarity directly to motocross. Experience definition never before viewed through the lens of a goggle. They are the official eyewear of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross and both 2020 250 Supercross champions as well. Sexton Ferrandis, they trust 100% with the vision. Here's the best part. Moto 60-25 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. You'd be surprised at all the cool stuff that 100% has besides goggles. Moto 60-25 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. The Sella device from ProTaper is out, and people are using it, and people like it. Please check it out. It is a brand new way to uh, put your start hook on and adjust it all by yourself. Yeah, really cool idea from the folks at ProTaper. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components through ideas like the one in one handlebar and the microbar that continue to push the limits and transform how everybody experienced riding on motorcycles. Rockstar Husky, Geico Honda, JGR, Chad Reed, multiple athletes uh, use ProTaper. ProTaper.com available at your local retailer or e-tailer across the country thanks to those guys. Athena as well. Athena is the point of reference in the market for production of complete gasket kits. For motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys, they offering includes high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, and more. Uh, if you email us using the contact form on pulpmx.com, we will transfer that to the folks at Athena and Get, and they will dial you in with uh, a discount just simply for listening to the show. That's it. It's that easy. 702-586-7857. we got a few lines still open. Thank you, Maxxis Tires as well. Maxxis Tires, uh, MXSTs, developed by... Jeremy McGrath, used by Alex Ray. The guys this weekend used the Max's Scoop Tire 
to uh, get the 10th overall, Justin Rodbell, the SGB Maxis Kawasaki team. Please check those guys out, maxis.com, for more information on that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jason Thomas, Dan Truman coming up here on the show very shortly. Let's talk uh, Eli Tomac. Is he out of this thing? Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll talk about that and much more. Oh, don't forget, my buddy Watson is running the Bling Cup this weekend. It is on Spot Network, uh, so please check that out, Bling Cup this weekend. Kyle Chisholm, Mike Brown, I imagine Mike Alessi, a few other guys will be there. Uh, if you're in Tampa, Florida, this weekend, Tampa MX, Bling Cup, Spot TV. There's going to be quad racing too. I mean, good God, what else do you want, right? So uh, please check that out. And uh, also too, um, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we uh, got the kinetic gear to give away on the show today. We also have a little bit of controversy to get into with Jason Thomas as well. So we'll uh, we'll get into that and more. Uh, again, we got a few lines open, 702-586-7857. Taking your calls, producing the show over there, handling things down, working it, just grinding away. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. There's a certain reason why you're you're better than usual today. I have a full belly of some very very delicious food. Oh God, let's get into the bottom of that. Call up JT. Let's do this. We might as well get it right out of the way. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing and Dan Truman coming up here. Let's go to Chuck first. Chuck, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Hey man, um, with Alex Martin's uh, success this last weekend, um, it's looking like there might be some rain uh, this weekend. Uh, how do you think he fares this weekend? And also, um, what's the point-out situation for him uh, in the 250 class? And uh, how do you think he'll do in the 450s uh, if he ever goes there? Um, well, I think the 250 class, he uh, he won't, he's not in danger of pointing out. It's over 100 points, I think, like uh, four years in a row. So he's well out of that. You don't point out in the Nationals, so that part's fine. So, yeah, he's, he's 30 years old, and he's going to give Supercross another try next year. I think he can do well this weekend. Uh, it's Again, it's similar dirt to Loretta's, similar dirt to Millville. Uh, I think he can do something. Yeah, I do think he can do some damage uh, troll this weekend. So, All right. Well, good deal. I, right. I'm on the troll train. I look forward to him doing good this weekend. Yeah, I think so, man. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yep. All right. Let's uh, – Let's go right into our first guest from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. We're giving away a 2021 set of kinetic gear to a lucky caller today, 702-586-7857. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not much. I'm here for the troll train talk. Oh, yeah. No, that that that, that guy uh, uh, talking about troll train. He can do well again this weekend. Do you agree? I think he could do well every weekend. Uh, I actually picked him to get third in my column on RaceRex Online today. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I think that he has proven that he excels when conditions get tougher. Um, so I think if, if you're a troll train, you're hoping for rain Friday. I don't know if you're hoping for a mud bath again, but I think you're hoping for adverse conditions because he seems to be able to find ways, just experience and being tougher and, and smarter, find ways to do well when, when conditions are difficult. Well, let's get into that, Mr. Weatherman. Um, what are we looking at this weekend, Indiana Crawfordsville for round three? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight because we're following this hurricane, right? If you remove the hurricane from the equation, we'll be fine. But it's all gonna depend on how far this hurricane pushes north as it you know crosses east and hopefully exits America here in the next few days. But if it drifts north and we get the north bands of that rain, we're in really really bad shape. Uh, if it stays south, we could be totally fine. So it's 
it's too early to tell. Uh, you know, it's crazy to say that, you know, 24 to 48 hours out. But these these storms can move uh, a couple hundred miles really without any, uh, you know, the, the weather guys can't really predict it. It's going to be oh. depending on high pressure, low pressure, where they move to. But let's just pray. We, we need a dry race. We need a normal dry race to, uh, yeah, just to watch and be entertained by. If we get another full mud race, man, I, I will feel so bad for these teams and riders. But uh, will we see, like, mud? Will we get rain no matter what? Some rain? No, like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I don't think that's a certainty. Okay, no. all right. Um, it, it really just depends on how far right. it goes north. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, we, we could totally miss it and get super lucky. Okay, all right. Well, let's hope so, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Absolutely. You know, someone was asking me this week on Twitter or Instagram or something else talking about Troll Train, what's he going to do next year? I heard from someone close to him, not him directly, that if he doesn't get a factory rod, he ain't, he's not racing. Like he 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 understands in a two fifty class what you need for you know to do well, right? Is a good bike and all that. Now, having said that, if he's not gonna go back to JGR, uh, he might retire then, right? Like like literally when you go through the list of teams, factory motorcycles, only JGR if they're racing and if they have factory support, which is all still up in the air. That's the only spot mm-hmm. he can go to. Well, it sounds like they are going 450 only from the the rumor mill I'm getting, and and I don't have evidence to support that. It's just yeah. what I'm hearing that they're not going to have a 250 program next year. Then so, Troll Train may be retiring. <laughs> well, I mean, is he he's dead set against riding a 450? No, I've not heard. We didn't get into that part of the, okay. the talking. Yet. I I don't see why he couldn't go race a 450. And uh, listen, I understand the challenges of being short, but the bikes are really the same. Like, it doesn't really matter if you're on a 250 or 450 as far as being shorter. I never felt like it mattered at all. So yeah. I hate to hear him say that because I think he's he's still riding so well, and 2020 has been a great example of that. To to not take a chance on the 450, you know, hope, assuming he gets some sort of support, yeah. I think would be kind of silly. Yeah, I, I don't – I was thinking more 250 classes. That, that's what I, the rumor was. That's what I heard. So, yeah. Huh. Well, I'm sure he's yeah. looking at salary, right? That's the same problem yes. Marty had and Mookie had and all these guys. He he wants to stay on a really well-supported, you know, and make good salary and all that. But if, if the choice is retire or race a 450, I, I would hope he would at least give the 450 a go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't even really discussed. So, um, Lots of phone calls here, uh, 702-586-7857. Crawfordsville coming up this weekend, round three, Fly Racing Motor 60 show, brought to you by Pro Taper, Maxis, Athena, 100% giving away some gear. Uh, but before we get too far into this, we, we have we have some controversy in the Pulp MX world right now going on. It's, nah, uh, we, we, it's, we put it to bed. So I got lobsters a couple weeks ago. Just a live lobster showed up on my doorstep. And that was kind of weird, but very good. So Pookie was not going to cook live lobsters. Lobster lives matter. And she was not going to cook them. So I gave them to you, Tits. Two live lobsters from my yes. buddies in Maine. Yes. And you loved them. Yes, great. I did. Okay. Yep. So the other day, a box shows up, styrofoam, and Pookie is again thinking there's more live lobsters in there. But there was not. There was JT. There was fresh cuts of meat, steak, burgers from somebody you know. Yeah. So uh, my buddy Nick that uh, lives on Long Island, they own a... Um meat distribution company like really high-end stuff and uh, i met he and his brother a couple years ago at motocross the nations in england and we kind of just kept in touch and he had had been reaching out to me a couple times like hey i I need to send you some stuff you got to try this stuff whatever because 
they are always cringing when we go to, you know, steak places at just, they're, they basically say the quality of that stuff compared to what, like the highest end restaurants, like there's a big difference. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't really know. You know, right. I'm not a meat yes. connoisseur, as you yep. would say. Right. So he wanted to send me some stuff. I don't really cook very well. And, and I was, I kind of felt like it would be a waste, but I wanted to, I know you've been into this grilling stuff and yes. thanks to grow your ass off, which I know is a sponsor for you. Uh, so I was like, Hey, let's send it to Steve. It'll be cool. And I, I want, I like to do things to show my appreciation, not that I do enough. Um, so yeah, I kind of worked with Nick over there and got stuff sent to you and, and was uh, very excited for its arrival on Tuesday. So I knew nothing about this. A giant thing of meat came. I got some burger patties, some fillets, some strip steaks. Um, and this, this one steak with a massive bone out of it. Like it looked like a club. And, and so I got all this meat, and then it so happened that my buddy here, Tis Legendary, yes. is, is is working away on my tasers for me. I'm your mechanic. He's my bike mechanic yes. going lately. Uh, with taser taser life, I had a derailleur snap off and take out the swing arm, and and I, I yeah. What else did I have? Oh, uh, the bolt, bolt came loose on a skid plate. You, you've had all sorts of problems. I haven't had all general, sorts of problems. General maintenance when that's neglected, that's when these things happen. Okay. By all the right. way, so so I thought to myself, huh. Oh, Tits is doing me a favor with the mountain bike work. I've got all these cuts of meat here. Let me give Tits some of this meat. And, and that's where we went wrong, JT. That's where we went wrong. So, in theory, I'm cool with, with that. You know, it was a gift from me via my friends in on Long Island. But the only where it went wrong was you gave away a 38-ounce tomahawk wagyu steak. <laughs> which, which, again, is, I don't know, but this is a really good steak, right? Yeah, I don't even, I've never even seen one of these in real life because <laughs> they are really rare and really prestigious in the steak world. I mean, I, you're talking at retail at a restaurant, you're talking like 300 bucks okay. probably. And I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know how to cook. It's huge. It's got a big bone on it. And I don't know how to cook this. I don't know what this is. And so Tits <laughs> gladly took it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And Tits, you grilled it up last so, night? So I cooked it last night. And <laughs> JT, hearing what you're saying now, how these guys are like cringing when they're talking about all the places you go to, I can appreciate what they're saying now because it was <laughs> so, the most delicious thing that's ever been inside my belly, like ever, <laughs> ever. And so there we go. <laughs> I cooked it fantastic, by the way. So I'm yeah. on my bicycle and I get random texts from Tits saying, This steak is unbelievable. This is the greatest steak I've ever had in my life. Thank you, son. I'm like, I seriously almost crashed my bicycle. <laughs> I mean, I, I immediately yeah. start firing off text to Steve. What are you doing? I'm not a meat guy. I don't know. It just seemed like a like a like a lot of effort to cook this thing and but Tits, you loved it. <laughs> it. It was amazing. It really was. And and I agree. You could not cook that the way you cook things. It would have literally been ruining it. And so you, yeah, you giving actually, it. You said, other you, than, some, you said you had to do some research on yes, how to cook there, this Yes, there's thing. special ways to cook it and the whole deal. So, JT, other than you being bummed that Steve didn't get to enjoy it, at least it was properly cooked and enjoyed by someone who could handle something like that. So that's the bright side of the right. whole thing. Well. Thank you to those guys on Long Island. Yes, thank the you. Meat guys. Yep. <laughs> the most They're delicious thing that crying. Tits has ever eaten. Ever. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, well. To end this, I have Steve, who is re-gifting, you know, heartfelt <laughs> gifts. 
And then further, I have tits hounding me where I can get more meat. <laughs> I wanted to buy this, by the way. I was not asking for anything for free, but I'm like, hey, this was so it was but, it was that good. You, I'm like, I want to buy more. Like, I want to get some. So myself. then, when JT was bummed at me, I said, look, we made a sale. Yeah. But it turns out they don't sell to they the don't, public. They don't sell to the public, so it's <laughs> kind of lost. So we didn't even get these guys some business, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Uh, it's uh, fine. Okay. I, unfortunately, I I did not get to. Uh, you did not even get to try it, which this steak is something I've never even got to have before. Yeah, so uh, well, send, a, send me another wagyu. Hey, and we'll, if you we'll, send we'll, two right. of them, I'll cook one up for Steve and one for me, and then we'll go for. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you want another one? <laughs> well, if I'm going to go okay, through the hassle well, of cooking it, then you know. I, I had the burger patties. They were delicious. They were really good. Um, so, and I will might, may have a strip, one of the strips tonight. So. Um, yeah, and there this we is go. Coming off the back of Amart Gate and Twitter Gate, which all happened in like a twenty-four hour yes. span, so we were real, we were yeah. really on a roll. JT loses the Twitter poll and, and is upset that uh, the way I worded <laughs> it, and then uh, and then there's a Twitter Gate thing where he was blocking people, and I was and I and I don't agree with that. And then there was tits saying, "Can I get more steak? Can I buy more steak? <laughs> Big difference." I went I went on a bicycle ride at seven p.m. just to like you know, burn some stress off. And then I get this steak text in the middle of my bicycle ride. Oh boy. Ah, uh, fantastic. Well, sorry to the long Island guys, but tits that was the most delicious ever, ever. He's the ever most put. delicious thing ever inside my belly. Okay. Ever. All right. So, all right, well, let's move on. Okay. Uh, lots of phone calls. Tits. Glad you enjoyed the Wagyu ribeye with the big bone out of it. So I will never forget it. Okay. Um, me neither. <laughs> All right, let's get into this a little bit. We got some phone calls here coming up. Uh, Eric's on four. Uh, let's get into that. Eric, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's your call? Hey, this is Eric. Uh, I was just wondering what's going on with uh, Ricky Carmichael switching from Suzuki and will he be on Blue Crew come Daytona? Uh, see, I I got a bunch of tweets about this, uh, and JT, you, well, you know more about this than I do, but Ricky, yeah, Ricky and Suzuki have parted ways. He he obviously when he signed there in, in O. Six or whatever it was, oh five. I don't even remember. April, April before, um, right for oh five. Uh, it was uh, he. He obviously wait, raced for them, won for them, and then uh, kept on as an ambassador for them. And I mean, I like what has he really been doing for Suzuki for a long time? Like I saw the, I saw the release, I saw his letter, and to me, I just shrugged my shoulders. But JT, what do you make of the deal? Well, you know, going to Japan those two times, which I was very lucky to do, and I, and I had a great time, uh, you can really see how much Ricky means to Suzuki Japan corporate. Just everybody, when he when he would show up, people would just be beaming with admiration, and you really saw the pride that the Japanese took in racing and still take in racing. Um, so while I think it's a little surprising on one hand for them to kind of go separate ways, we can all see from the outside the the strains on the Suzuki budget that have been going on. So when you kind of put those th two things together, I personally don't believe that Ricky was looking to leave. That's not my personal belief. Um, but these things happen. It's, you know, the, if any, if 2020 taught us anything, we should just be ready to expect anything because companies are under pressure right now. So do you think he gotches on with somebody else, JT, or anything like that, you know? I think so, yeah. I mean, you're talking about Ricky Carmichael, right? If you look at the, the deals that are out there, you know, Jeff Emig has a deal. I mean, these guys have deals. So to think that Ricky Carmichael is going to go without a deal, I think would be pretty foolish. I don't think there were – it took very many phone calls for there to be interest. I don't – like, I don't get – like, I don't get it. Like, like the Husqvarna's got Jeff Emig, 
right? And and Ricky with Suzuki. I mean, RV is racing 125 races. He's testing for the race team. That one makes a little more sense to me. Um, but the whole ambassador McGrath, McGrath and Cowie, though. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Same thing. Like the whole. Well, at least he's doing stuff for them on TV, right? I don't know. But I, I think Ricky could do all those things. I think he would be willing to do them. He, yeah, yeah. He can't force Suzuki's hand no, to no. be involved. If you, what I'm saying is like, if you're if you're an OEM and you get an ambassador, like use them, use them. Yeah. I didn't see Suzuki doing anything with Ricky. I don't see Husqvarna doing really much with Fro. I don't yeah. understand that program. If you're not gonna have these people, you know, doing Agreed. things. Yeah. So it's the Husky it's, one is puzzling. I am a hundred percent on board. The Suzuki one, I kind of look at and say, well, they're not really that active anywhere right now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that it kind of makes sense. Right. It seems a waste as you're saying, right. because you have this great asset in school, but they weren't really using right. it. Uh, thanks Eric. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Monica's on two. Monica. What's going on? Hello. Is this Monica? Mike. Mike, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Tits has got too much ribeye in his belly to. to, to Monica hung up. Oh, Monica. Monica hung up. Oh, wait. Monica hung up. Mike's calling about Dark Horse picks. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. What's up, Mike? Uh, first time, long time here. Just wondering what you guys had for uh, Dark Horse picks for Iron Man. And I uh, just wanted oh. to say thanks to your sponsored deals. I picked up a set of ride engineering plants this week. Nice. Good. Glad to hear the guys there are, are do a good job with their, with their products for sure. Are you talking Dark Horse for fantasy or Dark Horse for, like, results? Fantasy. All right, JT. Give, give well, you Mi- got JT on the line here. Yeah, give Mike a couple of Dark Horse fantasy stuff. So I'm going to go a little bit off script because I don't think you have to go super obscure. I think you can really rely on the guys that struggled at Loretta Lens 2, whether it was Bike's fault or their fault. Guys like Jet Lawrence, guys like Chase Sexton, guys like Benny Bloss. Uh, there are a lot of guys in that range that are super reliable that their bikes just didn't finish. So you're going to be able to pick up. Yeah, I got burned by the LLT. Yeah, right. So go Sexton. Um, go all the guys that basically their bikes blew up. Even guys like, you know, uh, Mumford or um, basically anybody, you know, the Geico guys are an easy one to pick on. But there are a ton of really quality guys that their handicaps are going to benefit from a rough Loretta Lens too. And you don't have to take wild swings like, you know, Stank Dog or these guys, which may pay off, but there's a really strong chance that they won't. Um, so it's that rare weekend where there's going to be a lot of value with guys you've heard of. Uh, Mike, do you ever listen to the Pulp Mex Fantasy uh, podcast that we do? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, we're going to record uh, that. Yet, we're we're going to record it after, after this show. Um, but, JT, one guy that I think could be a high pick trend and i don't know if i would pick him i don't think i would well i can't but i don't think i would if i was in in somebody's shoes is hunter lawrence he's had a garbage start to the nationals shoulder is out word i get is he's going to try to race this weekend would what he's supposed to try to ride today yeah what i was told would you pick him i would not regardless if he can ride today which we'll find out i guess um I don't like when guys have injuries that happen without crashing. Um, there, it's just too easy for in the middle of a moto for something to go wrong. You hit a bump wrong, a rut wrong, too much pain, and then your day is ruined. Um, and and like I said, like my prior comment, when you have this many good picks available, why would you take a chance on someone who you aren't even sure he may do one lap of the race and pull in? You know, just right. try. Yeah, that's. that's torture for your fantasy team. All right, there you go, Mike. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Uh, my apologies to uh, Tits. He did not 
mistake, Mike, for Monica. It was not due to the ribeye. It was not the ribeye. It was not the ribeye. Okay. All right. Meat sweats. Uh, Greg, what's going on, man? You got a question for Jason Thomas? I do about fly racing. All right. So um, I, w- I listen and watch like all your podcasts and, sh- and stuff. And fly racing seems to have this like sponsorship monopoly for all you media guys, like Weege, Keeper, Pulp MX, Daniel Blair. So I was just wondering how the heck did fly like get in that position, and how come companies don't take advantage of those opportunities? Well, from my perspective, um, I think our team, before I even started here, when I was still racing, I think they did a really good job and they had foresight. And I'll give Gail Stangler credit there to reach out to Steve and, and kind of see where media was trending. You know, because if you go back to those days, you know, we're talking 29, 2010, 2011, podcasts were not a big thing yet. You know, Steve was on the forefront of that uh, with the radio show and, and obviously the original podcast that he was doing. Um, but I think it's really just organically grown from there. And obviously with my involvement being on all these shows, I know how powerful it is. I know the customer engagement that we get from them. And I think it's allowed us to share our message and really create a loyal customer base. So we've tried to feed that, you know, we, we really try to support, uh, voices that we, we believe in. And, and I think it's reciprocal where they want to work with companies that they, they know and like and trust, and uh, it's really it's grown from there. So I think a lot of times they reach out to us first, and we love to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, because it's hard not to want to buy fly gear when you just hear it everywhere. Um, <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> it, it's literally everywhere. So yeah, like, no, you, really, you approached I, by other companies like, or anything. Well, okay, but but okay, for for I'll I'll jump in here real quick. Uh, yeah, Greg. Um, FXR comes on for the privateer podcast, right? That we do. And I love those guys yep. are good buddies of mine and they're friends of mine. But like, I, I mean, I didn't always have fly on my shows. Right. And mm-hmm. I reached out to people in the industry about, you know, sponsoring these shows and, you know, cause I've had these shows since 2008. Right. And I didn't get really any replies. I got nobody that was really interested. And like JT said, he was still racing then. Uh, this was the days of JT. What happened? Uh, Spangler, Dale Spangler was over there at Fly, and he liked what we were doing, and and, and you know, so really, like, it took the inst- the, the foresight of, like JC said, of of Dale and everybody at Fly to be like, oh, this is cool. Let me get on board with this because I, Greg, early on, I was trying to get people to come on board, and I wasn't getting really much of a response from anybody, right? You know? So, yeah, like that's how it kind of happens, and then you know, I think with with Chris Kiefer, um, you know, that's a very valuable guy that we've that we've kind of brought into the pulp world and he rides so much and you know and he's so much into gear and everything so that's a perfect addition right there right um so yeah it kind of all works out but um i really you gotta i think you gotta credit the fly guys to understanding who are the influencers or who what's 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 happening you know what's popular Mm -hmm. and and they're and they're like okay let's do that you know so i think they deserve some credit for that too because you look at the people that they've helped out like even daniel blair you know, years ago, Daniel was just a, a racer that had quit and was trying to find his way, you know, in the media thing. And next thing you know, he's on NBC, right? And he's mm-hmm. in a he's in arena cross and he's on NBC. And then the fly guys are there for him way back then, right? And so whoever JT helped decided to help Daniel Blair was like, they got a guy that was not where he is now, but was coming up. So, I need to take credit for that one. Okay, That's yeah. The one I'll take credit for. <laughs> right, so there we go. So JT's like, hey, I like Daniel. Uh, he's got a little podcast. 
He's a arena cross commentator. Blah blah blah. Let's let's float him some stuff. And next thing you know, Daniel Blair is uh, you know I'm an influencer. So things like that, I think you gotta give them credit for, right? Because like I said, when I reached out to some guys, I never even got replies from some big name gear guys, big name yeah, gear companies. So I need I need to add that you know our owner and our VP, both Craig Schumacher and Terry Basley, have allowed us to be incredibly aggressive. And you know, for the owner, that's his money, right? It's it's a marketing budget, sure. But when it comes down to it, when you have one owner, that's his money that you're spending. And he's allowing you to be really aggressive with his money, hoping that you get a return on it. And he has allowed us to go after that stuff and, and what we believe in. So it really is all a team effort. You know, like our owner doesn't really know. He's not as in tune with it as we are. So he trusts us to like, hey, if, okay, if you're going to spend this money, make smart decisions. And that's what we're trying to do. And this call is a perfect example of that. For you to constantly hear about what we're doing and the things we're trying to improve and why we're doing it, that's why we're totally. doing it. That's the whole goal, right? So at least it's working, and that kind of feeds into itself and allows us uh, to continue to grow and, and help other people. Yeah, JT, Greg's like, good God, you can't help but hear fly everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. I'm sure there are people that are sick of hearing it. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's okay. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. one day they're going to give us a chance whether they want to or not. Right. All right, Greg, thanks I mean, for the call, man. And, yeah, appreciate yeah, it. No doubt, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye. Let's go to Jason on two. Jason, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Thanks for the content and everything. Uh, it gives me something to listen to while I'm working. Hey, um, I had a Damon Bradshaw story for you. Yeah. Um, my dad actually shot, uh, for the book. Well, it was his book, uh, motocross yearly. And that's where the photos of, uh, Damon are where it's, uh, where it had ripped his pants down. He's uh, standing there in his underwear. Oh, at red bud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I tore his ACL, yeah, and he was throwing rocks at, at MXA, at, at uh, Mike yeah. Hoger. Yeah. Actually, I think he was throwing the rocks at my dad. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Unless I'm mistaken, and he was throwing rocks at the MXA guys, and I, I think I think my dad was running one of those 600-millimeter lenses, you know, that was back, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Right, right. Um, oh, one question for you guys. Um, do you think that maybe some of uh, – uh, some of the new uh, Honda platform kind of came into Ken's uh, or Honda's thought process was Ken, maybe Ken sitting out because it had never been used in Supercross before. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it definitely did. Uh, I talked to someone close to the Roxon camp about that a little while ago, and it is an all-new bike. Uh, Chris Kiefer had a lot to do with it. And I talked to Kiefer a little bit about it, and yeah, it's an all-new bike. They are going to be test, test, testing. They want to get this thing dialed, and uh, that was part of the reason why. Like, hey, we're – because when, when's the last national? October 18th or something? 10th. 10th. So yeah. you take a couple weeks off. Now you're November. You know, now you are now you need to test this brand-new bike. So that, that did come into it 100%. Uh, Jason, I don't know what percent that was uh, of the bike coming into it, but that for sure it was a reason. So Yeah. Yep. Right on. All right. Thanks for the call. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. All Appreciate right. it. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Pro Taper, Maxis, Athena, 100%. Uh, Kicker Bob. Kicker Bob, what's up? You got a, fantasy, you got a Pulp Max Fantasy? On, you got a Pulp Max Fantasy question? Yeah, a couple questions. Um, sure. One, and they got answered already, about Hunter. I was sitting there wondering if he was going to be running or not. Yeah. So yeah, obviously we, not. Uh, well, I think he is going to be running. I just don't know how it's well, going to go. Well, running. Yeah. But, yeah, but it could, like you said, right. JT said, it could be one lap and he's done. Yep. Just got to get off yep. so yeah um there's another question i had have you thought about doing a live show at one of the motocross 
events, kind of like we were going to do in Indianapolis, um, where we would actually be able to social distance because we're outside. Yeah, I talked to Tim Ritchie at Redbud about that because the original plan was Saturday and Tuesday, right, for the races. So I said, what about a Monday pulp show? Um, And uh, then he moved the race to Monday and it never really worked out. But um, I don't know if it would work. I don't know. I'm almost hesitant to do it just... Why bother? Why open yourself up to issues or problems or sure. whatever? You know what I mean? Sure. But as soon as yeah. we get through this stuff, you know, JT and Kiefer and everybody else will be will be doing those live shows again. Those are a lot of fun. So That would be wonderful. Hey, um, also, JT, is he still on? Yeah. I can't hear. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Any chance you and Steve are going to give away another fly helmet? Because the one time I finally got to hear you guys were giving one away, I'm walking down to a meeting at work, and I had to go into the meeting before it was done. I was like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, we will give away several helmets. I, I can't tell you when, but, yeah, sure, giving yeah. away another helmet just, is definitely not over with. That's do, you wanna, do you want a ribeye? Do you want a Wagyu ribeye? No. That or what about what about going to the game? Yeah, the, you want my truck? Anything? You can have my truck. <laughs> Stop it! Thanks, Kidder Bob. Thank you. You guys have any, any race tickets? Uh no, sorry, we don't. Not this week. No, Are sorry. they letting people in? I didn't hear. I don't even know. Indiana JT and Iron Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Iron yeah. Man. Iron Man's good to go. Because right. I've I've raced Iron Man the actual GNCC and it's phenomenal because yeah social distance yeah, yeah. go yeah. ahead and try to stand next to someone you're yeah. all over yeah. the place. yeah no, I know I, I did it too hey. thanks thanks Bob hey thank you very much man have thank a good you. one appreciate it thank you Dylan what's going on Dylan hey uh, sorry about that um, I was wondering have you heard any uh, updates about silly season in the Gas Gas team yet uh, yeah I think um, I think Barsha's going to be on there. So, Barsha, it'll be TLD Gas Gas. So, and uh, any news? I heard some rumors that Amart is potentially going to their 250 team. I don't know if that's mm, true or not. I don't think so. They they got Pierce Brown. They got Derek Drake. JT, I believe those guys have deals. So, yeah, it sounds that way. Um, I don't. I know it's Barsha and two 250 riders, but I I would assume that it's those 250 riders. I don't have that confirmed, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be definitely two 250 riders. I think you'll see Drake and Brown there with Barsha on a 450. And I think KTM will hire a 250 guy, but I don't think it'll be Troll Troll Train. All right, okay, cool. All right, thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. Uh, we got uh, Dan Truman coming up here shortly. Let's go run through these phone calls here a little bit. Man, full full schedule here. Dark side. What's up? What's, What's up? up? Uh, open-minded Steve. That's what I. That's that's me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always yeah. been that way. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. That, that, that's that's what you said Monday night, so it must be true. I said open-minded um, Steve on Monday night. Yeah, yeah you, you don't remember that. You'll hear the drop. Travis has the drop. But, uh, okay. yeah, you were talking about the GNCC e-bike races, and Kiefer was against it, and you're like, oh, you're so close-minded. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you said, yeah, open-minded Steve. That's what right. they called me. Okay. Dark side. Anyway, Dark side, what do you think about no. a Moto60 wrap-up show? Uh, sure, man. The price is right. Will <laughs> <laughs> we'll Fly Racing sponsor it? Uh, no. Uh, well, no, we already got we already got one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my question is: with hopefully seven races left, um, do you do you foresee any of those going away, Steve? Like honestly, do you think we'll get seven in? <sighs> Well, I gotta think Paula is gonna be in danger, right? Paula's gonna be tough. I, 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 nothing seems to be changing in California for the better, right? And I know Davey was on the Pulp Show and said, 
that they have high point in the back pocket, but at that point, everyone will be in Denver. No one's going to want to go to West Virginia for the final round. Yeah. So I don't see high point being an option. And, uh, and Davey also said that they wouldn't just, even though it is on Native American land, he said he wouldn't just go ahead and, and you know plow through that and, and, and have the race anyways. So, yeah, Paula could be the one. Okay, so let's say we get we lose one or two, and I, JT, I'll ask you this too. Is that better for a guy like Zach that's leading right now? And that you know, if you remember, Marks after after Coons was on your show, Travis Marks said, "You know, I, what do you think about people settling for these fourth and fifth place rides to stay consistent? Can't, you really can't do that now. So, can Zach push ahead and just really be aggressive and maybe take off with this thing, or Marvin even? Marvin's right there." I don't really think guys are settling. I, I don't. Um, I think they're trying with everything they can. But, again, we've had one somewhat normal-ish race and one full mud race. Uh, I think this weekend, if it is dry, we're going to learn a lot more than we have. I, I literally yeah. took nothing away from, from Loretta Edelins too. It's way too muddy, and bikes are blowing up. And I don't think Barsha is a minute better than everybody. You know, it's it, just too much, too much weirdness in that race to really learn anything. So I'm interested to see in a full dry race, the temperature is supposed to be around 80 degrees. So nothing crazy, right? It could be a really good gauge for what this title could look like. Um, but you know, your question about Osborne, of course, anytime you have a lead, you're, you're hoping for the least amount of races as possible. You know, if they wanted to throw a checkered flag on the whole series today, Doc Osborne would be first in line to sign up. Uh, so, yeah, let's just wait and see. Let's circle back to this next week, and hopefully the storm will cooperate and uh, we can get a great day of uh, seeing who's really got what. JT, Zach's working on that, I think. <laughs> he's, he's uh, yeah, that. he's definitely on that on that bandwagon. For sure. <laughs> if there's anybody leading the charge for less races, it's Zach Osborne. Right. Uh, thanks, Darkside. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, let's get, uh, let's get Dan Truman if we can over there, a Tomahawk guy. Um, let's go Phil's on two. Phil, what's up, man? Hey, so I've got a question. Uh, you're going to have some conflicting uh, ambassadors here because now Yamaha has an e-bike. I don't know if you saw that. And, you know, your taser life. But yeah. now Yamaha's got their e-bike. So, yeah. I mean, are you going to try out the Yamaha e-bike? Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I am going to try it. You, yep, I am going to try it. Yeah? It's, it's aluminum have, frame. It's not It's not all carbon, you know. It, okay, I was, I was wondering how it's going to compare. It's, yeah. it's a couple thousand dollars cheaper than the taser. Uh-oh. So, Air, cool. air, well, that just means the components aren't as good, right? So yeah. I think they're kind of – they're not shooting for a Levo, a top-of-the-line Levo slash Taser area of stuff, yeah. right? Um, but I am going to try it. Yeah, I can't wait. It should be good. Looks Nice. Like, their motor looks really cool. They've got some good ideas. So Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I was just curious. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Phil. Thanks. All right, JT, before we let you go, we'll bring Dan Truman in here. Uh, we barely talked about this weekend's race. Um is it is it just a Ferrandis Jamar battle to the end here for the title? I believe so. I think they're going to start separating a little bit with slight sprinkling of Troll Train and RJ. Yeah, I think so. I, it, it seems like those are the best two guys, but I, I'm not really ready to completely give up on everyone else because we've only raced at one track. Like <laughs> we've only seen one racetrack to have any real evidence to go off of. I mean, those guys are going to be at the front, yes, but I think you're going to get 
some some variance in there. Like I think McElrath has more. Like his win at Washougal last year should show us that he can just on a weird day can get it done. Buds, I still think yep. I still yeah, yeah I still think Jet Lawrence has something at some point. You know whether he can win the moto or not, I don't know. But I, he, he's just he's like a you know he's electric. I think he's gonna have something for these guys at some point. So we're just going to have to see where these guys stack up. You know, I, I don't know when is Colt Nichols ever coming back to this series. Um, yeah, it's another question there. But, you know, this class is awesome because I don't think there is this massive gap. You know, McAdoo can get up there and shake things up. But to answer your question, title-wise, I can't imagine it comes down to anyone other than those two. But I'm hoping for the entertainment level of the series, we see some of these guys that maybe haven't had the best first two rounds kind of get back into the mix because otherwise it's going to get a little bit boring pretty quickly right uh before we let you go bring it in from get and athena dan truman dan what's up man how are you what's up guys how's it going all right what's happening chat or uh jt what are the chances that chad reed races in 2021 100 percent, 100 percent. all right dan i mean i can't answer that question <laughs> why why give us a percent because i i mean it's 50-50. I mean, last week I'd have said he's not racing, but then yesterday he called me and he was like, hey, sell the truck. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, okay. he's like, yeah, I've been looking at this other one. I'm like, well, for what? <laughs> like, we have one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I okay. don't know, man. All right. All right. <laughs> I really don't know. Well, JT's at 100. I'm probably 75. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you I know. Mean, I mean, I, I think if there's fans allowed to go to the races, Chad would be – more intrigued to race again. He really does enjoy the fans. Right. I think if there's no, if we get told, hey, we're going to do Salt Lake City style thing, no fans, Supercross, I think he's out. Right, right. I think he's out 100%. So. All right. Well, I can buy into that, but I, I don't think we go racing without fans. So yeah. I guess that kind of factors into my equation. I agree. I don't think we go, I don't think there's any series unless we can allow fans to buy tickets. Yeah. It's a gate driven yeah, sport. So. Uh, all right, JT, thank you, man. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check it out on the web. Thanks. Okay, All right, thank you. You know what? This guy's been on hold forever, Dan. Let's get to him first. Uh, it is uh, Justin. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. What's Dan? happening? Uh, question was regards to uh, AC and Tomac's bike. If you guys both watched the uh, right playback on live TV, did you notice it? Was it an oil cooler that was underneath the left shroud of yeah, the bike? Yeah, they've always run those. Yep. Okay, but mainly... Is it always or just mainly at, at – at, No, uh, always. You know, always. Always? Always? Yep. Okay. They, yeah, run, they run it for larger because I don't for ever notice it yeah. as much. Yeah, they run it for every motocross race. Okay. So – but it seems like, well, then if nothing else was done, that kind of, you know, shoots it in the foot. But I was thinking if Kawasaki's doing everything they can to try to keep these bikes, AC was able to nurse his bike through both motos. And now we're going to really see what Tomac decides to do with the rest of the series if yeah. he wants the championship. Yeah, you know, no, to, it's uh, it'll really be it'll be in, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, they've always had those on there, and and I mean, uh, I Dan, I think Tomac's out of this thing. I don't see how he makes up these points. I, I definitely don't think he's out. I okay. don't think he's out at all. All right. You, I'd, be, I'd be willing to wager some, some money that he's not out of this. Thing. Oh shit! I'll take that because I mean, you got one less guy in Cooper Webb to get in the way here. Uh, so yeah, get, get, you know, I just think it's going to be, he's too far back, but yeah, we'll, we can get into that. Um, Hey, um, uh, Justin, you've been on hold. All, you have a bike. Do you want some gear? Yeah, man. That'd be awesome. 
Okay. All right. Stay on hold. Yeah, we'll get you. One more thing, too, okay. about the ragu beef. Uh, uh, sorry to hold up, yeah. but he really scored on that. I've got some Orange County buddies that are all well off. It took three of those guys to uh, compile money together to be able to get one of those gift packs. Uh, dude, I'm not, a, the whole I'm not a steak connoisseur. I don't know anything about cuts of meat. I don't know. I just go to the store and buy a ribeye and put it on a barbecue. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Trust me. My, I told my guys, I was like, hey, you guys are nuts for spending that kind of coin. But uh, yeah. go tits, man. That, he, he oh, yeah. No, no. He, best cool. thing he's ever eaten, he said. Uh, who knew? I don't know. It just ever. It, it just it had a big bone in it. I'm like, I don't nobody knows what this is. I don't know how to cook it. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Right. On. Stay on right hold. On, guys. All right. Stay on hold. We'll get you that fly race of kinetic gear. All right. All right, man. Thanks. All right. No problem. Uh, Pulp Mex Fantasy also podcast coming up uh, shortly after this, where Dan Truman had an absolutely terrible, terrible weekend. You know what was good about it though? Today what? I got to face I got to face the riders face to face, and I got to express my anger in a private room with the riders that I picked, and I let them know that it was very hard for me to still be their friends. So, <laughs> and they, and they, they offered me a, a sincere apology. I feel like they, their apology, like put me in a better mood. They apologized for letting me down. So I felt good about it. Well, that's good. So, okay. Yeah. You got to vent, right? <laughs> yeah. You got, yeah. You, got, you got to vent. That, that's, that's good. I like to, I like to hear that. Uh, so, all right. I was going to ask you about Chad Reed, which I kind of already did. So we'll, we're in a waiting program here to see if he races again a little bit uh, um, at some point some sort of super cost series yeah he he hasn't uh he hasn't been riding i mean he he did an adventure ride with with mountain motorsports who you know was his big sponsor and and he does have some motorcycles but right now he's kind of enjoying the retirement he really is he's doing bmx racing with the kids um we are going to sell the truck you know the race team truck and mainly not because he's not racing but if he does it again he would like to do it out of a full semi and like you know like that's just how chad does things so um yeah i mean he has no indication to any of us that he wants to go racing yeah, right now. Right. It's not like it's not like he's just beating me. I have to go back racing, you know. Sure, sure. So. Uh, we still taking some more calls here. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Give us a call. Let's talk about Indiana coming up round three. Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the line. How's things at Get right now, Dan and Athena? What's moving for you guys? What's what's the buzz? Yeah, man, it, it's been awesome for us. Uh, you know, we were lucky during this whole pandemic thing that we make parts that people rebuild motorcycles with and and they've been selling you know we have some new products like the the get batteries and and athena big board kits and cylinder kits that people are just buying for old motorcycles you know and uh stock war kits and and we we've been lucky i honestly we've had a great four months so uh we we're having a hard time keeping product in stock which is a good problem that's a good problem yeah absolutely right yeah so it's been good, you know, and, um, yeah, the guys have been awesome in Italy. They, you know, they had a rough time in Europe. Europe has not been as good as the U.S. has. So, uh, you know, they've been doing good with getting parts to us as fast as they can, but it's tough. tough. What have uh, so. the guys have been telling you about those three GPs at Latvia and coming up for three in Italy? How's that been for, for the series over there? Have they mentioned much about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they, they said it was good. It, it's definitely a different sub, uh, different you know race weekend for the guys. Doing a one day schedule is a lot like the U.S. schedule. So yeah, yeah. For the the mechanics and the teams, they're not as used to it. it it's a change for them. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, if we have anything like last weekend, again this weekend with the rain, which you know it's possible. The poor mechanics, you know, Geico and those guys, they went through numerous engines, and it's it's brutal. The one day schedule is brutal, especially with going to Redbud doing a I think it's what Saturday Monday. 
you know, it's it's yep. going to be tough over here as well as Europe doing these. But I mean, they're getting them in, so credit to credit to both series for getting the races in. For sure, we got two races down in four fifties. Osborne uh, has both overalls, and Dan, like you know, we saw all we also what happened at the beginning of the day on uh, on Saturday. The bike wouldn't go. He had to ride the unseated practice, and he wins the overall with a five one, which is you know very unlikely. And uh, yeah, Dan. Uh, right now, Zach Osborne is in the driver's seat for this title. Uh, it's amazingly enough. Again, two, three races less than usual. We got seven to go. He looks phenomenal. He looks great. You know, he's been riding great. And, and like JT says, we've only seen him at one track. Um, so you know, it's it's hard to judge where the other guys are. Jason rode that first moto the first week really well. You know, he I think he had Zach covered that moto. Zach got in the second pretty early and really couldn't do anything with it. So. Um, when you say, yeah, Cooper's out, that's another guy. But I, I think Marv is going to keep getting better and better. And I think that uh, Zach will be good. I think those four guys, though, are the best four guys by far. I thought Baggett would be a lot better. I really did. Um, I really thought he was going to be a contender for the front every weekend. And he hasn't shown that. So uh, Zach's in the driver's seat for sure. But I, I don't write Eli off. I think Eli is going to start winning some races. And those points add up quick when you get 25 per moto. I feel like what we saw from Adam through the four motos, Adam Cincerillo through the four motos, is really what we're going to continue to see. Some balls-ass fast speed and some mistakes, but other times he'll put it together, he'll be on the podium or win, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I have him winning right now. Uh, Speed-wise, not a problem, but like Loretta Lynn's, uh won the second moto, when he gets out front, he goes so fast that, the mistakes come. That's when he makes those mistakes. I think this weekend was such a good building, uh, you know, building race for him to just go out there and and kind of, you know, get some laps in. But for me, I, I think you know, if you, we always put them in tiers, like in our group text, I think that Eli, Zach, Jason, and, and Marvin are that tier one for mm-hmm. me uh, overall. And then then I have Sexton and Adam in that next group, you know, kind of alone. But uh, that's kind of just what I think. I don't know that that's for sure, but that's what I think. Right. Yeah, Baggett has been head-scratcher. I'm just, I don't I don't even know anymore. Like, I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's happy with his team situation. That may be affecting him, Dan, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a little drama there, and, and you know, we all kind of heard that, you know, he was talking talking about it publicly to people and things like that, but I watched him ride recently, and he's unbelievable during the week <laughs> unbelievable i mean it's it's unbelievable and, yeah. and i was so surprised when the first race came and he was as bad as he was right honestly right. yeah you're just like so, what's going on <laughs> yeah it's like two different people but i mean you do see that a lot dean wilson has been really well during the week i mean like you're as good as jason anderson right and then jason wins week one and dean gets 11 yep. so it's it's crazy how good some of these guys are during the week and then you know yep. um and you know, same with the Lawrence brothers and things like that. The guys I get to see ride a lot, you think they're going to win on the weekend, and they yeah. don't even come close. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, it was speaking of Lawrence brothers, was that one of the riders that you were got a chance to vet? Yeah, on? both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. both okay. of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Good, good to hear. <laughs> um, and uh, Hunter did ride today, so um, I know it was mentioned, but Hunter did ride today, and I mean, he was he was good. The only issue, I agree with JT, is. Uh, practicing is one thing, right? Like he knows yeah. where every bump is on the practice track and in yep. racing with, with 39 other guys is a whole different scenario. So um, I think he goes and he tries, but I don't know if that means the first lap and he hits a bump wrong, you know, and he's in 15th place, he pulls off. So that, that I don't know. Right, you know and right. he doesn't know that either. Yep. So. 
Uh, ProTaper.com, Maxis.com, 100%. The guys at 100% have a code to save with the folks uh, over there. Moto60-25, 25% off casual apparel and accessories. So please check that out. Also, if you want a new Get uh, lithium battery, you want you want a big bore kit from the folks at Athena, you want some of their gasket kits, uh, their wireless hour meters, email us using the contact form at pulpmex.com. We'll pass it on to Dan, and uh, he will be in touch. You'll get a listener discount from the folks at Athena and Get as well. Let's talk some silly season, Dan. So... Uh, Justin Barsha, looks like that gas gas deal is done. Uh, it'll be TLD gas gas with a couple TVD riders, and Barsha will move over there. He'll lose a star gear, which I really thought might be a deal breaker for him. Seriously, uh, from what we know, he makes quite a bit from those guys, and he and he loves them, and they love him. But he will be at gas gas TLD uh, for 2021. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I mean, he's not only losing Alpine Star, he has an Arai helmet deal, and uh, he's been a longtime Scott. Scott guy, Scott Goggles. Yep. Um, and so for Justin, I actually had a part in, in a lot of this um, with the guys over at Gas Gas and helping them with riders and things. And statistically, Barsha is the best available rider um, that's available. Yeah. You know what I for mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you put the guys on the list, the Savachis and him. So um, when I spoke to Justin, um, he wasn't so much worried about the money. He's in a different place, I think, in his life. He's made a lot of money, and he said he wants to ride a factory motorcycle, and that was very important to him. Right. So I think that could be, if he goes in with that mindset, that could be a really dangerous Justin Barsha if he's really happy and he's not worried about money and he just wants to ride a good bike. So I think it's a good fit. I think it's a. I think change is always good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you guys make a change, and it works. And, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't about the money for him. He's not making the money he's making before yep. but it sounds like he's making the choice for the right reasons and that's to have a really good team and bike under him so i think it's going to be awesome i now, think it's going to be good to yeah do. it'll be so. interesting to see how he could do we had i had a few people tell me he should get a 350 the way he revs it and it's like no no he should not <laughs> we've seen those 350s they don't work yeah uh, at that level yeah he, at that level he's fine right he's fine um yeah. also uh so f- i kind of know some some of the backstory of ferrandis wanting to go there for a discount yep. badly and they just didn't want him. And they wa- I don't know why. I, JT and I were speculating. Well, JT speculated. You know, he's not very popular, right? Uh, he, he got booed in Supercross more than we've seen guys getting booed in a long time. Um, and, look, it was all bullshit. We all know that. It was, you know, the move on Craig wasn't yeah. cool, but it didn't deserve that booing. And then uh, – so – but the fact is, is he was getting booed. JT <laughs> speculated that maybe that had something to do with some of the higher-ups' decision. But – I don't know, man. I'm thinking if if the money's the same, I'll take Ferrandis over Justin Barsha at this point, but that was not happening. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I, I was involved in, in a little bit of this, and Ferrandis was the choice. I mean, he was the guy. They really wanted him. It was kind of everyone thought he had already signed the Yamaha deal, and it came down to some really little things in the contract, I think, and – uh, I don't think it had anything to do with his popularity. That wasn't it. It was it was contract related. He was taking a really big pay cut. You got to remember when you go to Troy Lee, it's like going to a two fifty team. You're all in gear, helmet, boots, everything. Yeah. So he was taking a massive pay cut because where he goes to Yamaha, he can do his own deals, make a lot of money, you right. know, head to toe. Yep. So he he did feel a comment that Dylan had made was he felt like he wasn't wanted. Um, like it wasn't like they were like pursuing him so hard, like, Hey, yeah, we yeah. really want you, you know, we'll do whatever it takes. Right. And for Dylan, you know, he's a two time supercross champion on his way to possibly an outdoor championship. He's a kind of at a high and 
he felt like he wasn't wanted. You know, he felt like they were doing him a favor, um, at least from everything I've heard. And he's it just didn't make sense for him. You know, he's like it wasn't again. Well, it wasn't about the money situation, but he wanted to feel wanted a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the guys at KTM have seen guys like Cooper Webb and and AP win these 250 titles and then really not do anything mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. So maybe they maybe they weren't so you know, into it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know that for sure. I can't yeah, speak yeah. for them, but yeah. you got to remember guys like AP, you know, he won titles in Supercross and Motocross too, and he has struggled since. So, I just, same with Cooper Webb. So I don't you know. put that on the – I don't – okay, look, they made some staffing changes, and I, I think it's going to go to Star next year, um, the 450 program. And I know you look at Webb and what he did when he left, and I know we look at AP, and, and we, but I just don't put that on that bike. Slash team. I don't know what I put it on, though, Dan. Like, I don't know what it is, so I don't have a good yeah. theory. But I don't just point the bike, point the finger at the bike and be like, oh, the bike and the team suck. Look, look, what, look what's happened. I just, I, I'm sorry I'm no, not there. I don't think it's that easy. I, and I think with Cooper, though, Cooper was dominant, right? He won 250 titles and outdoor. So he came in like, hey, what I'm doing works. And then he came in to 450s and it's a whole different ballgame. So not only did he change the bike and the team, he changed his mentality. I'm going to change my training regimen. I'm going to change everything. I'm going to prove to these people that I still have it, right? Like he had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And then that was a big part of it, too. I think I still would believe in AP. I do think AP has it. Yep. He got hurt a couple times. He had that big crash at Daytona which where he hurt his heel. Uh, he's been hurt since. I still believe AP has talent. He, I think he's lost a lot of confidence in himself. But I don't believe that it's just the team or the bike. I've been around that team a lot for a very long time, and I, you know, I disagree with some of the things they do. But Justin Barsha won, Anaheim won, and, and he's you know, won nationals. He's won nationals. Yeah. He's finished top three yeah, many he, times. Like I, yeah, I don't. I'm not there. You know, I'm not. I'm not sold on it. I think it's an easy, an easy fallback on to, you know, for them to say that. But um, I mean, what does Star do? They they just come in and change the whole program like uh, yeah you know yeah, what I mean like, yeah, yeah, it's still yeah. the same it's still the same motorcycle you yep. know what I mean at the yep. end of the day it's still the I, same motorcycle I do think from talking to some people who are there now that came from outside the organization they were they were going in the wrong direction with adding a lot of power to that motorcycle it acts weird I agree with that it acts yeah, weird I agree so they've they've learned a little bit on that um, but I just can't sit there and be like oh it's the bike it's the bike it's a team Cooper said I practiced at eighty percent. And then uh, I got on Alden Baker's program, and he's like, "Nah, that's not that's not that's not going to do it, mate. Eighty percent isn't what <laughs> yeah. we do here, you know." So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm hearing Mookie and Star, aka Yamaha 450, are close. Yep, there's there's talks. There is talks about it. Yep. Yeah, I think he has. I think he has one other uh, option, maybe mm-hmm. to ride a different brand bike if he can find the right support. Yep. Um, but uh, what's scary for those guys is they look at Cooper and AP and they get scared even though they shouldn't they they're like well maybe it's not maybe it is the bike right yeah yeah maybe it yeah, is the team yeah. and, and I think that hurts Yamaha unfortunately I don't believe it is the bike and I don't think it is the team I think they're fine I think it comes down to the rider but that's that would be a decision maker you know what I mean like got I think Mookie would be supercross only and then um you know you would have AP and Dylan do full series I think that's what the deal would be. And I, I wonder and sure, I wonder but. if Bobby Reagan makes McElrath happen somehow, somewhere. Uh, yeah. from, from my understanding, there's been a petition to the AMA for him to stay down in the 250 class. Um, that's what I've heard. I, I've heard it from some pretty good sources. But there's some other teams that are, that are arguing it, I believe. But, like, on what grounds? Not. What would they possibly have grounds for? 
Like, well, they they told all the teams when we went to Salt Lake City that if any of the races got cut short, then they weren't going to hold it hold the rule. But since we got all the races in right. at the the last race, it was brought up, and they said no. Well, since we got all the races in, the rule stayed. Right. So that's what they're that those are the grounds they're arguing. But I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm but, with you. You just gotta if the races if and to me if the races are cut short, you prorate the amount of points and say now we're doing this amount of points because we have one less race, you know, or whatever. But it, it, it was asked about. Going into Salt Lake, and then they said if we get cut short, because yep. we were never know we never knew if we were going to get all the races in, yeah, that yeah. Uh, that it would change. So yeah, but I have heard that they have petitioned to do it um, to do that. But yeah, I mean, where does McElrath go? Right, like he doesn't well, have many options. Brayton looks like Brayton's going to do the um, uh, Penwright team uh, as a third yeah. as a guy a four fifty guy over there with with factory stuff. Obviously, uh, I heard they were looking at Barsha with another spot. I heard that directly from. Well, Justin Brighton, I guess. Um, so that could be somewhere where Shane could land. Yeah, I I mean, I talked to Barsha, like I said, about the, the gas-gas deal, and he did say he was in talks with Penwright, but it was really early talks. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was uh, – Brighton's obviously their guy, and he – you know, he's fly and everything else. That team is fly. Uh, they have big support, and, you know, with Honda in Australia. But it was early talks, especially with Honda having a new bike. I think that's one question is how are yeah, parts going to come through? You know, the, the bike is very new. So I know how hard it was to get parts from Honda when, you know, Chad yep. Reese trying to get parts. Yep. So when people are trying to get factory parts for a new bike, it's not as easy, you know, and um, there's yeah. a lot of things it, that, that come into question. So. It seems like the last time they introduced a new model, parts were hard to come by for a, for a year yeah. or so. Like remember Motor Concepts yeah. rode, the, rode the year before bikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, they right. rode that year before bike, and I mean, it's everything down to the foot pegs and the brackets. They're all different, and they all just take time, and, and parts right now from, you know, Japan and things are hard to get. So right. um, I I think they want to do two guys at Penrite, but I don't know that it happens for sure. Uh, one call before we go here on the show. Uh, Zach, what's going on? You got a goggle question? Yeah, Matt, just thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask, with all the, you know, the two mud races going on, and then this weekend possibly being race um you know there's the thing with tomac running into the back of Cianciarillo and then rj going down off of getting splashed with troll train um you know i work in the mountain bike industry and you know you're obviously an avid e-biker the all the dropper posts now and everything and all our shifters are electronic have any of the companies i thought i had heard maybe a year or two ago that one of the companies was looking at making like a roll-off system with a button on the handlebar have has there any talk about that I never heard that. Dan, have you ever heard that? A roll-off with a button? I mean, we we used to have the roll-offs where they were, you know, electronic with your hand, the yeah. movement back in yeah. the day. Yeah, um, yeah I, I haven't heard that. I know I, I talked to the guys today about the goggle issues they had, and a lot of guys went with roll-offs, and it sounded like um, the roll-offs were a bad choice, that the mud was so heavy that the, the it was actually pulling the film off the lens and, you know, distorting their vision a lot. So... If you look at McElrath and then the Lawrence brothers ended up going to, to Teros, I think Teros were the better way to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I have not heard that, though. No, I haven't heard that either, Zach, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. I did hear – I heard a company was working on roll-offs that you uh, – what was it? Uh, I forget. I heard an innovation, but it, I think it was moving your hand like the old Scots, but it was somewhere else, Dan. Maybe – Maybe the sensor was on the bar, or the sensor was in front of the helmet. Something easier than what Scott used to do in the late or in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it ever worked, Zach. If I don't know if it ever whatever happened to that, but yeah. So. Okay. Uh, cool. That was my right. question. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny, Dan. We were talking about it on one of the shows. 
million dollar motorcycle, million dollar race team, uh, sixty pair, sixty dollar pair of goggles, forty dollar pair of goggles. You know, and, yeah, and that, that fucks mean, everything up. Yep. I I think it probably comes down to a weight issue. I mean, you'd have to do something Bluetooth wise, right? Like yep. it'd have to be, you know, if you're having a, something on the handlebars, so just more stuff to go wrong. Well, heavy, you know, heavier not, weight. Not so stuff. much for that. I I just mean like what like your whole effort can be screwed by a forty pair forty dollar pair of goggles that you have nothing to do with as a manufacturer. Like if you're Kawasaki or Honda or whatever, you're just like, Oh my god, my whole day is jacked because my guy's goggles failed through no fault of the goggle company and now he's got a rock in the eye and we're out of the championship. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. crazy. Um all right, Dan. Well hey, thanks for the information. Appreciate it. We'll talk very shortly here for the Pulp Mex Fantasy wrap up podcast. All right. So Perfect. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right, everybody. That's Dan Truman, Jason Thomas earlier. Tits, Wagyu, legendary. Yes. Who knew? Tomahawk tits. Tomahawk tits. Yeah. God, that's the last thing we need is uh, (laughs) Chris Betts says, I just need to apologize and move on. But apologize for what? I didn't know. You didn't know. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, next week, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, Moto 60 show before uh, Red Bud. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're out.